good evening. This goes out to all the sexy people on a hot date right now, experiencing that new exciting chemistry, those warm tingly feelings, the anticipation of that first passionate kiss. Ooh, that didn't go as planned, did it? Another bad date? Don't worry, it wasn't in vain. All bad dates lead to great stories, and we want to hear them. Join with our new hosts and guests as they regale you with tales of their own dating disasters and lend an ear to yours. You'll also get advice from professional counselors, sex therapists, celebrities, and fellow daters to help you navigate through that crazy jungle of love. It's funny, it's sexy, it's unfiltered, live, and unscripted. It's The Bad Date Show. Good evening. Welcome to The Bad Date Show. Today we are with us a lovely panel from all over the nation, fellow daters and professionals. We got Mark from Philly, and we got Giovanni from L.A., and we have a new a lovely lady, Risha. She's from the South, and mm-hmm. she also has her stories about her dating nightmares, and, and she has a really great, great front seat in her salon she gets to hear from women all day i can't even imagine the horror stories that you hear risha i think people that do hair are actual like they should be therapists i think they should tip extra when they just spill their guts when you got you know foil in their hair do you find risha that women just spill their guts to you at work yeah for sure i really think that um, you know, it's like a therapist as well. So we have like, we wear so many hats, but therapist is definitely one of them. People spill their, you know, they're good, they're bad. You find out about this over here and it's crazy when sometimes they connect, but you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was a personal trainer in Maui a long time ago and I had this client and we're in the middle of her workout. She was a hilarious lady, millionaire. I mean, just beautiful woman and she's in the middle of her set and she says so I'm having an affair I think I'm gonna leave my husband and I go wow uh does she know that or does he know that he goes no I just kind of waiting to kind of move some money first and get the mm-hmm. lawyer and and you know he he's this this guy's just an affair it's not really gonna last but it just was a sign that my marriage is not going to continue and I thought man what are people doing shopping when they're not even supposed to be on the market uh, and I've heard a lot of people dealing with that on these apps, uh, where it's very obvious that, uh, so you guys are in an open relationship. Is this your wife? So this, uh, you don't even know what you're getting into. And yeah, so, you don't. yeah. So they say it's kind of being like thrown into the jungle or a lion's den if you haven't dated in a long time. And I think we're in kind of the middle of summer where people are still kind of dipping their toes in and dating again and and bars are open. And, you know, some people are starting to, in Colorado anyways, I don't know about you guys, are people wearing their mask in your states? In Colorado, there's not a lot of mask wearing. It says if you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear the mask. What is it in your states? California is, they lifted the mask mandate about a month ago. It's been awesome. I mean, People were really ready to go back to normal life, but they're supposedly that Delta variant is making a, uh, a little resurgence. So I saw two people walking their dogs in the middle of a hundred degree heat wearing masks. So honestly, I still think, I think we're at a point where it should be, if you want to do it, cool. If you don't, cool. But uh, it has not been overly uh, amplified here in California 
Thank God. Yeah, no, I'm in California too. And um, they brought it back and it was kind of weird because we literally only had one week without the mask. And then they were like, you know what? No, put them back on because we, this Delta variant, we don't know what's going on. Uh, so yeah, just put them back on. What about in, in Philly, Mark? In, yeah, in the, in the Jersey area, Pennsylvania, we're highly vaccinated in this area. Jersey has one of the highest vaccination rates in the country. So, uh, you know, I'm fully vaccinated. I don't wear a mask wherever I go. So I, I got vaccinated, so I don't have to wear a mask. But, you know, you go into a supermarket, there are a couple of people wearing masks. And, you know, it's either one of two reasons, either not vaccinated or they're vaccinated and they're just wearing it for a reason. It has to be one or the other. Yeah. You know, I have a cousin that's getting married in El Paso, Texas this weekend, and they're having 100 people uh, for the reception in the house. And my cousin's just requesting that everybody wear a mask because it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to ask everybody as they're coming through the door? Because with family, I know my cousins are going to bring dates and it's just going to become mass chaos. I mean, I'm Mexican. So, I mean, you can imagine how big the parties get very, very quickly. And so... He's like, well, I'll just have half go outside and then they don't have to wear their mask outside. But then how we social, it's a mess. It's a total mess. And the inconsistency is what's even more mind blowing. You know, like you said, Risha, one week, you know, okay, mask off, mask. It's just, it's just a weird thing. And then you try to add dating into that. And I don't know. I imagine if I'm in a parking lot waiting for my date and he pulls up by himself in his car with his mask, I'm already going to question like his intelligence level of you're by yourself. Well, you know, the new thing now, like if you're on dating apps um, and don't get me wrong, I'm on a few, um, you know, when you're on dating apps, now the new thing is in your profile, you put if you're vexed or not. Right. So if you want to date or you want to hook up with someone, like I've had guys hit me up and they're like, oh, you're so beautiful. I love to take you out on a date, but I don't see if you've been vaxxed. I'm like, well, just fucking ask. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, you know, what if you just say a lot of those dating apps, when they ask me questions, I say, nana. And they yeah, go, right. what? They go, none of your business. We right. haven't even met yet, dude. Like, I haven't even agreed to go on a date with you. But for some people, it's almost the same as like a faith, like a religion. Like, my faith is to be vaccinated. My faith just is a belief, right? My mm-hmm. faith is to not be, whatever word that is. And, and, what I found is really interesting is if people are vaxxed or not, I wonder if that kind of gives away where they stand politically. Cause I try not to talk politics on a first date. Um, if it comes up, I'm not going to, you know, avoid the subject, but it's not something I would say on the first date. Did you, did you vote for Trump? Like I just wouldn't do that. And I know some people do that right off the bat, but it becomes a very interesting kind of, you know, some people date in their religion and their culture. And now we're dating in our vaxxed culture is that our vaxxed faith is that what that is um mm-hmm. what do you think giovanni do you care if she's vaccinated is that that's, that's kind of personal but is that one of your uh, you know we talked about our things that you well, have to have yeah i couldn't care less i am i'm a i'm as libertarian as you get in every aspect of life um politically i couldn't care less who you voted for i think it's hilarious like on some of these dating apps it said uh, like hinge we were talking about People will say, you should not go out with me if you voted for Trump or you're this or Biden. That. I go, mm-hmm. I think it's absurd. It, it, all that shows is you're a shallow-minded human being because, right. you, know, it all, you know, it means that you're incapable of having a conversation who may ha- with a person who has a differing opinion than you. And I find that people like that, the main reason they are that way is because they can't defend their own positions. 
Therefore, they have to make sure that the conversation is quashed immediately. So I, if someone puts that, I will automatically, I would never respond to that person anyway. So it's oh like, my God. I'm, I'm glad you put that out there because it just shows me that you're a very shallow minded human being and if anybody on this panel right now thinks that way i apologize but that's my personal opinion i think <laughs> no, it's I, totally I think, it's, I think it's absolutely ridiculous yeah i totally second that i'm talking about 100 everything you just said 100 i feel like political uh conversation should happen maybe like the fourth or fifth day you know you don't want to get too deep into it but honestly Stuff like that has to come up and you might as well do it early. So that way, you know where somebody stands. So if anything, anything could happen tomorrow. And if you're saying, OK, well, I support Trump, da, 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 but I'm telling you, I don't give a shit. Like, I want you to know I don't give a shit. And we should be able to have a grown up <laughs> conversation. And, you know, you know that I don't have any bias for anything that you have to say. And if I do say something that does not go or coincide with the way you think, then please don't beat me up. Yeah. You know, think about, I mean, this is a not an authentic way to meet somebody. I mean, as a, a dating app or Instagram, I feel like all of them, you know, they're airbrush pictures. People put up pictures that are old pre COVID before they gained 15, 20 pounds. I, I was forthcoming on mine, but I, I would see a lot where I'd meet him and he looked completely different than the photo. So it was already like, Hey, I consider that false advertising because you look nothing like the photo. It's just, I don't know. I consider that kind of rude, but I was thinking, okay, let's say I meet in a bar in a regular situation or I'm on a work trip and I'm at the airport or whatever. I meet somebody authentically on a normal basis. I just meet this man. He's attractive. We're waiting for our flight. And I go, so, hey, did you vote for Trump? That's not how I want to start a conversation. No. You know, not at so. All. It just, it just seems a really weird way to go about it. But here's the beauty of it. If I walk into a gym and there's a bunch of beautiful people working out, I don't know who's single or who's not. A lot of people wearing gloves. Some people don't wear their rings to lift weights. So there's really no way of telling. So the beauty is when I am going on a dating app, I am assuming, and I say assuming, that they are single. And, and then if I hear it's complicated or we're separated, for me, that's red flag. Hell no. Why are you shopping when your ass isn't even back on the market yet? Right. So yeah. I think we're in a very different, you know, dating culture when it comes to this app or when it comes to even, you know, I don't even want to call it post pandemic. I think that might be a bit premature because we're still kind of in the thick of it. We're going to be going into fall. But where I want to transition tonight is really talk about communication in 2021. Rish and I had a conversation earlier today about texting and how with a lot of people throughout my day, I can think of how many times my phone actually rings compared to how many times I actually get a texting notification. I'm curious about you guys. Do you more often get an actual phone call of a friend saying hello? I'm just saying friends. Do, what do you get more of? Do you get personal phone calls more or do you get texts more? What t- seems to be the trend in 2021? I'm about 50-50. Yeah, 50, 50, 50. 50. I, I have a I have a group of friends that we text each other back and sports trivia and articles and, and, and things like that. You know, if we really need to talk, then then we'll talk. You know, but you know, a lot of people on the older side, uh, you know, more traditionalists, they you know, why don't you just like call? You know, I have a niece that's like 30, 32, 33 years old. She's always with the fingers. It's like this, like I said, why don't you freaking call the person? 
what are you yeah. fucking kidding me? You know, mm-hmm. the fingers mm-hmm. go round and round and round. There's story length. There he is. <laughs> hey, story. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about texting. Thank you for joining us, Story. We're talking about texting and how I'm asking everybody on the panel, do they get text more often or do they get phone calls more often? Mark says he's about 50-50. Uh, what about you, Story? Do you get more text or more actual phone calls of people checking in? I, I get more text, but I definitely would say phone calls are just more personal and the phone calls I have are more personal um, than a text. Okay. What about you, Risha? Um, I'll say I get about 50-50, but the only reason I say that is because like um, Steve said, or no, it was Mark. Like Mark said, you know, if we're texting all day or whatever, now you're just talking about friends. Now, if we're texting all day or whatever, we always send in funny memes, you know, important stuff, unimportant stuff. But if we really need to talk, then we'll give a little call or whatever, because everybody's always busy. They're doing something. So if I call you, then, you know, it's important. Call me back. If it's not that important, I can shoot you a text and we can go from there. Um, Yeah. So if you were speaking to just friends. Now, now let's talk about dating specifically. Um, I feel like that's where it gets sticky because I want to bring up gender roles and uh, it doesn't really matter how you met, but if you're texting back and forth and you haven't actually met the person uh, is we're talking about a phone call and is a phone call appropriate before a date because I would feel weird calling a guy if we've never met before and we're texting because we met on an app or whatever and I call him about where we're meeting that feels weird. It feels intrusive of his space. Why, why does it feel intrusive to call somebody sometimes? Is it because you're so worried about offending because people get so easily offended nowadays? What is this texting culture we're in and all these opportunities for miscommunication? I mean, sometimes I think I'm being funny or I put the right emoji and the other person's going WTF. I'm going, oh shoot. Um, I think, I think I messed up. Have you ever had a miscommunication over text where they just don't get it? Yeah, I think it's really all to me. I'm gonna just start it off. To me, I think it's mostly about safety first because I would want to talk to you to know that you're a real person and not a freaking robot or something. And then I want to be able to know that we can at least have somewhat of a little conversation or a little dialogue. So that way I'll know what I'm getting myself into when I meet you. I don't want to just like walk into a place and then you know, oh, hey, how are you? And then we're trying to get it going. At least I can know how you sound. I can pick up a little bit on your the way you move, by the way that you speak. You know, I can really get to know you already. It's like a preliminary, uh, preliminary thing. Right, right. Well, just to kind of see if there's a chemistry, right? Because over text, I don't know. I feel like you really miss a lot and, and there's a bit of a delay. So if I ask him a question, sometimes I don't know what is the reason for the delay, um, but that's okay because people have lives, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then when I'm on the date in person, uh, you would hope that the, that time would be kind of be undivided, but people live and die by their phones these days. I mean, imagine if you lose your phone, you feel like you've lost a limb, right? Um, but that's why we're so sensitive, I think, when people don't respond. And I feel that we're in this really fragile dating environment where people are worried about being ghosted or um, being played. I mean, how many times have you heard, oh, I think I'm getting played? I found- so it seems like everybody's paranoid. 
I found something else drives me crazy with texting. Um, it's when people can have an entire text dialogue back and forth, but they don't relay any information. It's like, if we're doing all this, it's like be saying something about where we're meeting, be saying something about what we're going to be doing. Don't just be like, yeah, uh-huh, that's cool. You know, these little things that keep the conversation going, but don't really contribute any information. It's like, right. uh, you know, it just, that just drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think maybe it's less intimidating to have a conversation over text, but I really do appreciate a call before the date. Cause then you kind of have an idea, like, is this a real person for one? But another thing I want to bring up is the whole uh, sexting. Uh, there's this there's this trend where people meet on a dating app, and then what they do is they ask you to get on something else, like WhatsApp. Um, there's a few other ones, Snapchat. Uh, have you guys ever even heard of Snapchat? That's I, I, I didn't. Snap. Okay, so here's what I noticed with Snapchat. Okay, so they they'll say, "Hey, let's move over to Snapchat," and you're like, "Why? We're on Hinge." Like. What's the point of, of moving us? Mm-hmm. And then we move over to Snapchat. And next thing I know, I've got a naked nudie picture. And I just met him that night. Okay. And he so, asked me, do you want a, a dick pic? And I said, no, thanks. I'm ready to like back out of this conversation. And boom, here you go. And then it disappears. That's pretty and, presumptuous, isn't it? Well, I'm going. <laughs> and that's the thing is on these dating apps. I don't think you can send photos. I don't know if there's any that you can post photos. You can but send I'm not, photos. Hinge. I have Hinge. You can send photos. You can send photos on Hinge. So a little bit of etiquette with texting or like dating app uh, etiquette. If they, anytime they ask for your Snapchat, it's always going to be a dick pic. It's always going to be, show me your coochie. It's always going to be, uh, what are you doing right now? Can you just send me a little selfie of you? And it's always going to grow, grow, grow. Snapchat is the number one, like, okay, I want to text you, but I don't want you to have my number. So Hit me up on Snapchat. Username is fine. And I'm going to send you some pics to see what you look like. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, red flag for me. Because I yeah. don't see the point of having to move over to that. Were you going to say something, Mark? Yeah. I was going to ask Giovanni, do you send dick pics? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I have a vow to myself that I don't take anything below my belly button. So. <laughs> but it happens. I was at work once. And I this was like when I, when I, I don't do Tinder anymore. Thank you very much. But when I just got divorced, I got on Tinder because it was free. And I thought, okay, low investment. Okay. Low investment, high risk on tinder be warned okay and so i they usually don't put their last names on tinder so i'd put like joe tinder and then i would be like ew he would say something would offend me and i'd go unmatch weird weirdo i get these weird vibes and then i'd be at work and i worked in a chiropractor's office and i was at the reception desk and i'm there with my co-worker and my phone lights up and i look and i i just you know click it and i go whoa and she goes who's i go that's joe tinder and she goes are you seeing him i go no i don't remember giving him my number that was months ago no what where does that work and like i said we're just in a different culture now when it comes to the sexting the dating the the apps my parents were married for 42 years and i would tell them though i mean i'm best friends with my parents i would tell them these horror stories and they said we just didn't have to deal with that and my dad says, I never text your mom. I just call her. Like it would be, 
it would be weird. So it, it's a definitely a different way to get to know somebody. Has anybody had a situation where you're, you meet somebody and you're texting and it kind of feels like there's some chemistry and then you actually meet and you're going, okay, now can you do you know pretty instantly that this is not going to work, even though over social media and over texting or whatever, what you were doing before when you actually meet in the person, it just goes downhill or can that be saved? I had a lot of women give me great phone, you know, but when I met them. <laughs> you mean like, uh, <laughs> so what are you wearing? <laughs> like that. I just, yeah. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I can't, I just, I don't, I just, I would totally, I couldn't do it. It's, it takes a lot of creativity. I mean, and if you're dating and I think it's different if you've already met and, you know, you've been dating and for whatever reason, you know, there's military or long distance or whatever. I mean, if it's a safe space, but I'm talking right off the bat, awkward. I'm meeting this. I mean, I guess it happens, but I wouldn't meet a guy for a date if he had already pushed that on me after I told him no. Yeah. And so I feel like we should put our best foot forward. And I don't feel like a lot of these guys do, Risha. I feel like they're actually showing, you know, at 10 o'clock at night. So what are you doing? What city do you live in? Do you want to come over? I'm going, no, no. Yeah. Like if you're on Tinder, Tinder is another, like you want to just sext out. Um, when you, with guys, when they want like, pics and stuff like that honestly a guy who really wants to get to know you he'll ask for a pic but it's not going to be like no type of um how can i say it's not going to be an intent he's just going to be like i just want to see how you look that's it you know right. most guys you know if they're you know want to pick for certain things because i have guys that i don't even have to ask for a pic nothing it's just like you said, you open your phone, boom, that's a dick pic. And so, you know, you, they, but see, I, they get mad because when I see a dick pic and I'm like, okay, what's this for? They're like, oh, I thought you maybe had one or some. Oh no, it's too small. Or, you know, it's too, you know, you know, I, I, I tend to start playing with you back because at the end of the day, you don't, you don't respect me, obviously. So right. maybe let's just have some fun with it. Well, I've, I've seen the whole, have you, Risha, have you ever gotten where they send you a kitty cat? And then it's oh, a, yeah, like a, a, kitty. A, 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 yeah, it's a little kitty. And then it's the, the picture emoji, question mark. I'm like, wow. Uh, un, unmatch instantly. I mean, if that's what people are looking for, because yeah, some people's profiles even say right off the bat, they're looking for friends with benefits. And I actually respect that guy way more than the guy that comes across a, looking like a class act man. And then, and then flipping the switch when I've already met, you know, I've already gotten, you know, all dressed up and I've gotten ready to be with him. And then it turns out he's not a nice guy at all, you know? So I, I actually prefer people that are very forthcoming or, Hey, yeah. you know, I'm married. We're in an open relationship and yep. she yeah. knows this, you know, we mm -hmm. still live together. She knows. And there's even a picture of her. Um, we would love to have somebody join us or she would love for me to see somebody. Cause she, you know, we both have that agreement. I yeah. mean, that's just, that's just not, that's not for me, but I know it is for some people. And what I've been hearing lately is that people just aren't getting married like they used to. The, the, you know, divorce rate is higher than it's ever been. And I actually am surprised. I've heard that within religions like Christianity, that it's even higher uh, with people that have a faith-based relationship um, I don't, I don't know if that's it, that's actually true, but if the, if I we're feeling, it being true. 
Well, let me tell you, you know, if they tell you sex is bad and it's only for marriage and only have sex with one person, I've had friends that have been really kind of after 20 years of being married and they waited, true love waits and they wait for that one person, you know, the kids are driving them crazy and then the kids grow up and they look at their spouse and like, who are you? You know, so I'm not blaming the church. I'm not blaming anything other than the way how we're dating. That must be the recipe that's failing. How because we're a lot pursuing. of people aren't dating for themselves. They're dating for an image or what they were taught. You got to realize we're in 2021. So like the olden days is not that far behind us. So the way that they were raised, I mean, it's still, you know, being pushed upon us. But it's like the younger generation now they're rebelling way more than the older generation had and you know the older generation or you know um just any generation honestly they are seeing that okay well it's okay to be yourself it's okay to be open now it is consequences with that but at the same time it's like most people aren't themselves so that's why you have so much divorce because a person will get with someone and instead of being true to themselves saying okay i love you i want to be with you da, 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 but i hate the way you eat toast like mm-hmm. instead of just saying i hate the way you eat toast uh is there any way you can like probably eat it a little different you know we get stuck and we stay with a certain per- i'm just using for reference we stay with a person you know because of whatever but people need to start just looking in themselves and I think the world would be a better place. That's why you have polyamorous people, even though it's looked on upon as shameful and stuff like that. I mean, I've never dabbled in it. I've had threesomes before, but I never dabbled in polyamory. But at the end of the day, it seems like they're a lot happier with themselves because they know, okay, I know who I am. She knows who she is. She knows who she is. We all know what we have. So at the end of the day, it's like, it's no confusion. Like she's not mad because she's with him. And he's not mad because she maybe wants to be with her or he's not mad because she maybe wants to be with somebody else. Like they are all comfortable with themselves. So the relationship lasts. I know so many polyamorous relationships that are just thriving and it's like the single relationships, you know, they just go into the wayside. So I think that's the root of it. Right. Right. I'm I'm interested in Risha's threesomes. Can we, can we discuss that? Oh yeah. I think that's a great topic because, you know, really, because let's talk about dating. I think, or your, I think Giovanni's interested too. Well, or, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say a blanket statement and I want everybody to pipe in and say what they think. Okay. So let's say you're in a situation where you've just been the two of you for whatever amount of time and, and one person's feeling a little bit like, Mm, there feels like there's something missing here. And and the argument is how could you expect one person to physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all these ways fulfill you. Now, if you want to scale back, I think you should be filling that up on your own. You can sexually satisfy yourself. I'll leave it at that. But I don't think you should necessarily ask your person to fill in X, Y, and Z for you. Right. But let's say that you are in this relationship where you're dating and the partner says, hey, I'd really like to do this. Now, I think where that's a bit vulnerable is judgment, right? 
what? I'm not sexy enough. I'm not beautiful enough. What, what, how come I'm not enough for you? But the argument I'm hearing, especially from like the 20 year olds, you know, 30 year olds, even that marriage is obsolete, that, that that's something that's traditional. That's something that was made up in the Bible and it's irrelevant today's society. Um, where are you guys at? Is, is that dating for marriage versus dating to have companions in the bedroom? Um, we're all doing this, you know, it's like going to a football game. We all are going for the same reason, uh, but we all know who's playing, right? We're going into this dating arena, but we don't know who's playing. We don't know what the rules are. And the rules change like pandemic and they change and evolve over time. What do you guys think? Is one person putting all your eggs in one basket in 2021? Is that unrealistic? No. Now, I'm going to double back on what I said now. Now, religion does play a part in a lot of people's relationships. And I did say that polyamorous people look like they're happy. But again, these people are comfortable with themselves. So if they decide to do that, which I'm pretty sure was discussed earlier on in the relationship, then that's fine. If I'm with you and later on down the line, you're talking about you want to go find somebody else. Okay, well, what do we have in the first place? Because I do believe in true love. And I do believe that you can be with someone forever. It's been proven. So, yeah, the culture has changed, but that doesn't mean that people as individuals have to. Because you as an individual can still get with another individual and be a unit. You don't have to be with X, Y, and Z. It's really all on yourself. I like, don't get me wrong. I'm single. So I can have as many threesomes as I want to, as long as I'm being protected. And you know, everybody understands what's going on. But if I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm not going to cheat on you. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to have your back no matter what happens, because at the end of the day, I want you to know that I'm here for you because I'm really here for you. If I feel like later on down the line, you're not going to be attracted. First of all, I'm not even with you if you're not attractive. So if I'm not attracted to you, like that makes no sense. Now, I do see a lot of models and stuff. They change over time. I mean, we all get old, but it's not about the looks. It's about the person within. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What do you think, Story? I think there's two sides to address there. Um, one's going to be the taboo around sex in our generation. And the other's going to be the faith side of it, period. With our generation, I think we're extremely sexual generation, period. So to, I think relationships are supposed to be more than about sex. Um, now, if mm -hmm. you find yourself in a relationship with someone that's super sexual and that you can't fulfill that, that's where it is up to them to have decided mm -hmm. how they're going to fix that, if they do it themselves or with other people. And then if the person they're with is okay with that. I think, you know, just we have so much taboo built around sex with, in religion and everything, just saying sex is wrong. We have trouble being able to express ourselves that way where that's the first thing that comes to notice in a relationship, but it's not necessarily the biggest thing or the reason a relationship fails. It's just the biggest the telltale sign because it's what people are seeking in a relationship first. But faith, I think we need to be validated ourselves, And that's where I think you got to find, you got to believe in something bigger that it, and just see that there's somebody reflects that something bigger makes you remind you of that. And, and just, and that's what I think you should do for there. I don't think someone's supposed to fill that spot. That's of something bigger. I suppose you believe, I believe you're supposed to find your belief in something that's bigger and then just see 
an instrument of that that was made for you that's that's there it's not supposed to do perfect but you're supposed to believe nope. that there is you know that the world that. is orchestrating for good I love that story because it's kind of back to that spiritual compatibility. If you coming into it saying, hi, I've got my own faith, whatever that faith is, you know, if your faith is very personal, but I have my faith and that's what I lean on when I can't lean on you all the time. Cause you're human, right? Like your partner's going to have good days and bad days. And if you started out with just a sexual relationship and that's the only way you can connect. And let's be real. I mean, no matter what, having a mind-blowing sexual relationship with a partner every single day, like, come on, like, we're humans, you know, like, that's just, mm -hmm. that's not going to happen every single day. But the argument I've heard is, I'm just more sexual than her. You know, she falls asleep, she crashes out, and, and I'm wide awake, and I have my needs, so this is why we need to bring another person, or separate, or divorce, or whatever, but maybe the start was mostly, you know, primarily a physical connection. And if that isn't, you know, keeping them together, then maybe that's not going to last. But if you watch any shows on TV or movies, or you turn on uh, any of your music, how much music is about love and fucking? Like, I'm not even going to say making love. Like, there's a lot of music just about and how he's going to do it to her. And I mean, you know, those lyrics, right? And I would even really notice when I'm listening. And it's like this kind of download that we're listening to when we're at the bar. And, and it's just kind of this subliminal message. So what I want to get down to is how we can change this. Giovanni, what do you think is so wrong with our dating culture? Why do you think that dating, you know, has, is it is it for marriage? Is it is it re playing by different rules? And why is our failure rate so high. Wow. There is so much to unpack here. It's, yeah. Uh, unpack it's away. All right. Well, in regards to dating, here's, I think we've become so superficial and it's by default. Everything is mass marketed. It's a matter of consumption and what's best for me. I was watching Montel Williams, if anybody remembers that show from the 90s. That's my show. And one, Montel. And one time, Montel was asking this man, he goes, what are you, and I'll never forget it, because the way he answered it was, it, it really changed my perspective on things. Montel said, what are you looking for in the perfect partner? He goes, I'm not looking for anything in the perfect partner. I'm looking to be the, I'm looking to be the perfect partner. Hello. And I, and I thought to myself, that was the answer right there because we're so busy. We're trying to fulfill this, whether you call it a void, emptiness, to stop being lonely. It doesn't really matter what it is. We're so busy looking elsewhere and uh, to fulfill something as opposed to looking deep inside because most honestly, most people don't want to do self-reflection. I know when I do self-reflection, very often I'm very unhappy because I've made, and that's just the nature of the beast, I've made a lot of very bad choices in my lifetime and I have to pay the price for them and there are consequences for all of them. But so often, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to stop this behavior, I'm going, but instead, what do we do? We project our negative connotations, our negative um, personality traits upon others. We're also attracted far too often to the things we don't like about ourselves. But then instead of realizing that, we point our finger at the other person, and then we use that as an excuse to, the, again, to then go, 
either find an additional relationship, an extramarital relationship, or what it is, when truly the answer is really within. But we're mm-hmm. so overly sexualized. When, when Story was talking about, yeah, I think it's a weird thing. We talk about sex being taboo. I disagree because, you know, I don't see anything. I, I watch Doritos commercials and it, they're trying to turn you on with a Dorito freaking commercial for Christ's sake. <laughs> so, for, I, I, you know, and I, and I realize he was saying in regards to, you know, religion, I'm going to take a while, I guess, and considering the majority of people in this country claim to be Christians. I can tell you one thing, majority of people who claim to be Christians, including myself, don't know the first thing about Christianity. Nowhere in the Bible does it say sex is bad. What it does is there are parameters within that framework, Mm -hmm. which are universal, but because because we're being told, oh, don't let the invisible man in the sky tell you what to do, we allow the external circumstances to dictate to us what sex should be like, and 99 times out of 100, it's very unsatisfying. So for me, (laughs) and look, and I'm just as guilty as everybody. I've had my fair share of, of, you know, women. Um, (laughs) And a boy. (laughs) Yeah. And and I don't always claim, you know, I don't like, I don't say it as a pat on my back. Oh, you're a stud. I say it as going, I'm constantly searching, but the search should have started from within instead of without. And, you know, even as I say these things, I have really changed my outlook on things. You know, um, I really want to have something as a compliment, not as a fix. And, um, but, but the, the difficult part of that is even though I'm realizing that for myself, I also have to remember the majority of people are also looking for something to fix them. So we're all in this constant battle. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a solution to it. I really don't. I just know that when you, when you are honest with yourself, you look inside, I think that's where the start um, of your your sexual, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Revolution or whatever is going to take place. It really has to come from within because, you know, you know, there was a great interview with, uh, Gene Simmons and from kiss and they're talking about, Oh, you've had sex with thousands and thousands of women. What, you know, what's the secret to it? And he goes, are you kidding me? It's the loneliest, most unsatisfying thing in the world. It doesn't mean anything. Because, you know, people like to think, oh, he's just a dirty whatever. Well, let me tell you, those 4,000 women threw themselves at him, right? So, again, it's a mutual, it's a mutual self-destruction in regards to your own, your, your own well-being. And, uh, you know, again, I know I have a tendency to ramble on here. <laughs> but, no, I uh, think everything you're saying is fantastic. Yeah. I just think that deep down we all need to look within, and that's where your journey begins. And Who ends, you are determines way. where you will end up. Absolutely, without question. You no, know, no, well, I think, you know, what Giovanni said about Montel Williams and that quote, I like that quote. I think that you should put that quote in your profile. Say it oh again. Oh, my Giovanni. gosh. Yes, yeah, say, say it. Say it again. I'm not looking <laughs> for this. I'm, I'm not looking for the perfect partner. I'm looking to be the perfect partner. Put yeah. that in your profile. Get 10,000 more guys to like that. Well, I, Wait, I, don't, I, I don't want 10,000 guys to like it. <laughs> well, you know, I had something on my profile that said, um, if you want to look at somebody to cha- look for somebody to change your life, look in the mirror. 
And mm. so it's similar because when I left my marriage, I wanted to find something that was very different. And that's a whole nother subject of people that have already been in, not necessarily been marriages, but have been in something long term. I think a lot of us overcompensate like, okay, this was so this. So I'm going to go to this other extreme. And, and I don't know what it is about don't touch it. It's hot. I think a lot of women end up going out with that bad boy uh, because they're told, hey, yeah, watch bad. out. You're the bad boy. I mean, I mean, let's just be real. Everybody has to do it once. I mean, I'll speak for all my girlfriends. I don't have any girlfriends that haven't dated that guy. When I say dated, I mean sleep with that one guy. And uh, funny thing is, is I was I was at the gym today and I was talking to this very handsome guy. And I said, hey, um, I'm looking at having people come on to the show. And I, I met this woman and, and she has, I won't name her book, uh, but she has a book and it has the word, uh, chapter one is called The Pussy Party. And I won't say the name of the book or her because I don't have rights to it. And he goes, yes. And I said, it's a bit slutty. And he goes, that's what I like. I like slutty. And I'm going, really? So how come you get to be the stud and they get to be the sluts? And he goes, I love myself some sluts. And I was going, wow. Okay. This is where, you know, you think of a football team. Sorry for the football analogy. But I feel like everybody kind of plays their part. There's like, you know all extremes, right? Let's say the linebacker is the bully, the guy that's just going to be a player. But that's what, that's why women are so on, you know, this kind of insecure defense. Don't you think Risha, us women are so afraid of being played by that type of guys? Like I love myself a slutty girl. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. Uh, check, but check please. You know, we are, we, we are, but the culture is changing because now, you know, women were taking our power back and we're able to, you know, I guess wear the shoes, as you could say, but, um, you know, with meeting guys, it's it's all a game. It's all a game. So at the end of the day, the best player wins. And that's how I look at it in this dating world. <laughs> Have you if heard that? Don't hate the player, hate the game. I'm and, that, you, man. and that old saying still stands today. I don't care <laughs> when the times change, it still will be going. May the odds forever be in your favor. <laughs> but but don't you hate having to be that bitch, Risa? Because I'm like, I'll be at the bar and then this douchebag comes up and he's like, what's up, girls? What's up? You guys want to come home with us? And I'm like, oh, hell no. I will just yeah. call him out right there. Like, uh, somebody get this guy some water because he is thirsty. Uh, you know, I'll just, I'll embarrass him because he's just being a total dickhead. Yeah, but then no, I'm looking like her. a jaded bitch. But see, no, because again, we playing a game here. So if he coming to me and he's talking about, oh, I'm going to buy y'all some drinks. Okay, we're going to buy some drinks. We're going to open a tab with his name. So we're going to run the tab up. We're going to see how much you love us. <laughs> then, secondly, again, you go, when you're when you're talking in relationship stances or just dating, period, like, it's really a game. So level one is you meet the first sentences that comes out of a man's mouth. You know what he wants. So sexy. How you doing? <laughs> because it's always a pickup line. It's girl, always you a got, line. Girl, you got legs for days. I'm going, oh my wow, God. That's a good line. Go, I like that line. But you know what I say? I look at my girlfriend and I go, douchebag. Because <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. Like you just, I'm, you're looking at, how long have you been looking at my ass? You want to take a picture of it? Because it'll last longer is what I want to say. But really what my girlfriend and I do, we look at each other and we go, and and let's go can mean let's leave or let's let's play with this guy a little bit. Is that, no, I play. 
Is that the line that guys use now? You got legs, right? What, what did he say? You got legs? It's legs for days. Girl, you got legs for days. Or girl, you got such a nice ass, you could put a cup on it. Oh, my God. Back in my day, back in my day, the line was, she's got legs right up to her ass. Oh, geez. What are your pickup lines, guys? Giovanni, I got to hear yours. You're, you're a sexy guy, so are you, sir? I want to hear what are the pickup lines that actually work? I mean, again... This, this is gonna come. This is gonna come across as egocentric. Do it. I, I don't have any pickup lines. I I get, you know, you're talking. I get unsolicited the JJ shots all the time. I get asked out, and I because that well that goes back to the conversation. You know, unwanted, unsolicited dick pictures. I actually get nudes from women that I didn't ask for. So yeah, I'm actually. A sh I know it sounds ridiculous. I'm actually a quite a shy human being. In in. In the real world, I've, I've, in my entire life, I've probably only asked out maybe three or four women my whole life. I just, uh, it seems that I've been fortunate enough that my personality comes across as a very uh, easygoing and fun person. So I get asked out a lot. Um, so I've never had to use a pickup line. You know what, Gio, Giovanni, I got to tell you that I'm not the type to ask a guy out, okay? Straight up. Either. I'm like, you know what? You, you do your first move. But there's something about you, Giovanni, where you just seem like the nice guy, but you're sexy. Uh -huh. And so I think that's like, huh, that kind of breaks the rules. But I'm such a hypocrite because I get that. Oh, Noel, how could you be spiritual and sexy? And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual and sexy. And guess what? Like soul sex is good. Soul sex is hot. Okay. I don't Let even know you. what that is. Like I'm talking Cosmo sex, right? But what I'm saying is I think it's interesting how some of us are waiting to be hit on or picked up on. And some of us just get picked up on is why is that? Is that a vibe that we're putting out story? Do you do the hitting on or do you get like hit on? Like, how does that work for you? And what works in your favor? It's, it seems my energy, my energy, it seems like it hit on is way more natural. Anytime I try to do the hitting on, it always just, it just, hasn't worked well yet but um you know but it seems i do have an energy which brings people to hit on me so i mean but well, it's to and, always and the wrong people it's never the people i know i, want to be I know it's like when you go to the nude beach right you go That's to the nude hilarious. beach and all the wrong people like oh wow okay he's bending over okay oh my. Look, right i mean it's just people, like, hey you got a mirror in your pocket because i can see myself <laughs> in your pants <laughs> oh, my oh my god that's funny <laughs> but for our audience i have to say story he's got this like hot musician kind of like he's he's sexy his shirt's open right now just for you ladies like story is a good looking guy and i could see why the very confident sexy women would hit on you but Risha, I don't hit on guys, and I just was told today by a guy, I wish you would make the move. I've made the move. I've done this. I've done that. Now now he pulled back, and now it's time for me to make the move, and I'm going, what? That's so unnatural for I me. What about you? I don't ever hit on a guy either. I mean, I mean, I don't ever ask a guy out. I mean, I hit on guys. I mean, it's it's natural. That's something that's natural. So, like, if I meet you at the coffee shop and you're cute and you're standing there looking at your phone or whatever, and I say, hey, how you doing? You know, that's just like, hey, how you doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it, it's worth a try. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like nowadays, you really have to just let it happen for you. 
you know, the universe kind of sends you people because when you go looking, sometimes you don't find what you want. So sometimes you just have to let the universe let people hit on you. Uh, you weed out the good ones and the bad ones. You know, it just is what it is. But it depends on the situation and the time of day or whatever. Like if I have to hit on a guy or if I have to speak to him or something, it just depends on the situation. So what's the most awkward situation you guys have had where somebody has come on to you? What What's awkward? What's the right way? I think the audience, I think a lot of men are going, I don't even know what to do. What is the recipe to do in a way uh, that's good, that, that works? And what are the ways that have failed in the past? I, uh, I, I was going to say uh, the last time I got hit on, you know, again, I'm, I'm, an, old, I'm an older guy here, you know. Um, I even remember when it was, it was December <laughs> December of 1984, I think it was. I had my, I was in a club with another farmer rep, uh, and we were in a club, and uh, I, I actually had a, a posterior splint on my leg because I, I twisted my ankle so severe I had to wear uh, a, a splint. And we were just staying in a club, and the, this woman came up to me and she said to me, uh, "How would you like to dance?" And uh, I didn't know what to do because it never happened to me. And I looked at my friend. I said, let, let me ask my accountant, right? And it was an attractive looking woman. And uh, we, uh, she actually, we danced on the floor and we chatted and she asked me out. And that was the first time it ever happened. And um, we went out a couple times and then I ended up in the sack with her. And... Uh, you know, we did the wild thing, and then she—I'll never forget this as long as I live. She started to cry after 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 we were finished, and I looked at her and I said, "What do you? What do you? What's, what's the matter?" She said, "I don't know if I should have done this." I said, "Why?" She said, "Because Jesus is watching." Girl, so oh. I looked at her. And I said, "You know what? I think Jesus might be proud of us." Uh, God invented sex. His dad she invented turned, sex. She, she turned out to be a little, oh, strange, but, a little strange for my liking. Oh, that makes and, me uh, sad, though. She was a, I remember she was a nurse in a in a hospital in Philadelphia. It was a, a transplant nurse, so she was highly intelligent. You know, very attractive looking woman, but you, you know, I, I just a little too strange for me. You know. And yeah. that was the uh, that was the end of it. That was the first time a woman ever asked me to dance, and then said, "How about we go out together sometime?" And I said, "Sure," you know. But yeah. it doesn't didn't happen too much with with me, you know. And but, then you know, the you, know, you know what's interesting about you know I'm listening intently to everybody here, you know. And I haven't been in the dating scene for like six years, but I was for for a while. It's a whole different world from what I hear you people talking about, you know, with the apps and the texting and the dick pics and the, this shit and that shit, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm fucking out of it. You it's know? Bullshit, I'm glad right? I don't want to be in it. You know, I just can don't I want something? to be in it. Can I add something real quick? It really was. It's for what you just said, but it's also for what Giovanni just said. You guys do get hit on because you have to realize just how us women get hit on by weird and crazy guys. It is weird and crazy females out there too. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and we've all talked, you know, we've all talked about our dates from hell Story had a story. Story had a story like that about a, a gun somewhere, and Noel's had a couple stories. And I, I, Giovanni told an interesting story about a, you know, a woman on a on a on an app, and she didn't look like her picture and stuff like that. But let, let me ask Risha, uh, tell us about some of your dates from hell. You know, something that like you know, bad let shit that see. happened on a date or 
crazy guy or whatever. Okay. I like to hear these stories. Okay, so I'll give you this I never, story. I, don't want to be, I never wanted to be like these, stor- these stories that some of the women have told me in the past. Okay, I'll give you this story. I've never told it. nobody else this. I've only told yeah. my best friend this story. So mm. this is literally like live breaking news. Okay. So it was one day I was dating this guy. You know, um, we were literally dating. I say we were talking about a good month. Um, we did do the phone call. We did the in person date. Uh, we went on like park walks. You know, doing everything normal people do in relationships or whatever. But we were just you know filling each other out. Um, and of course we were, you know, fucking. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, we kept in contact. It wasn't like it was a hit and it was a miss. It was more of a hit and let's keep going, see where it goes. You know, kind of a friends with benefits. So um, I go to his house because he asked me to come over one day. Um, well, so I thought it was his house. So I get there. Um, it's about, I'll say, 8 o'clock at night. Um, neighborhood's pretty quiet. I pull up. He comes out, you know, like regular, invites me in. We go into his house. Uh, we chill for a little while. We smoke a little weed. Um, we get high. We do the, we do the do, and then um, I'm talking about it was now. I can put this in there. The sex was amazing. Now I'm not even gonna take that away from him. It was bomb. Now after that, I was so in this like you ever had good sex to where you know you're just not even thinking right then. You're just like oh. Oh, that was a great release. And, you know, the world is spinning, but we're here and we're living. And that's just what it was. Um, He gets up and he says, well, do you want anything from the store? He said, I'm going to go get like, you know, some cigarettes or something. I was like, oh, yeah, you can bring back a juice or whatever. So he's like, "Okay, cool. So he gets up, gets his keys or whatever. All he did was put on his clothes. His uh, got his keys. He was like, you can shower if you want to. And he just left. So I'm sitting on the bed about 30 minutes passed by. I'm like, okay, well, I wonder what store he went to. So I'm just like, <laughs> okay, maybe I could just sit around, you know, for a little while and wait. Maybe he's, you know, let me call. So I call and he's like, oh, I'm on my way back. He's like, just stay there. I'm like, okay. So I'm just kicking in, just chilling. So I decided to get up and take a shower. I get up, I go to the bathroom, I'm in the shower. I get out of the shower. As I'm getting out of the shower, towel and all, I'm thinking that it's him that's pulling on the door. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I open the door. <laughs> to my surprise, it's some guy. I don't know who this guy is. Never seen this guy in my life. I said, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, I didn't know anybody else was here. He was like, what do you mean? This is my house. He's like, nobody else stays here. I said, uh no i said i said no i was just in that room right there i was like you know who whose room is that and he's like room right there he's like oh hell he said did my nephew bring you over here i said oh no. uh, i think so maybe he's your nephew he was like baby he don't live here baby he just he baby he just comes to the house and takes naps sometimes i was like oh well he said that he was on his way back. So I call his phone, calling no answer, calling no answer, calling no answer. He was like, did you reach him? I was like, no, he hasn't answered the phone. He was like, oh, well, baby, I don't think he's coming back. But it's okay. You can finish putting your clothes on and you can leave out when you get ready. Oh, no. Girl, I felt so embarrassed. Did you ever hear so from him again? 
Never. Oh never. So he wow. went ghost? Number, blocked <gasps> my number, went Damn. ghost, never hit me back up. up. And it's, 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 it's crazy because, like I said, we were kicking it for a while, but yes. I never had been to his house. This was the first time I was supposed com- supposedly coming to his house. So coming over there and being in that situation, it first of all, it was not only dangerous, but two, it was just so embarrassing. Oh my god! I've never told anybody that story. That's how, long, wow. how, long, how long were you with this guy for? Uh, we were talking name. about a good month, about a month. Jesus wow. Christ. So did you think he lived with his mom? Why couldn't he bring you to his house? Did he live somewhere Honestly, he was embarrassed? Honestly, the way these guys are set up nowadays, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a whole nother girlfriend somewhere else. Yeah, they're living together. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. It was just the fact that you brought me to your uncle's house. And literally, I'm I'm thinking that this is his actual room. So, you know, I'm like in the room just chilling like it was nothing. Just imagine if it was his, you know, girlfriend's house or, you know, baby mama's house. Who knows? I mean, the situation could have got real bad, real fast. But luckily, he had a sweet uncle, and you know, I guess when he Are seemed you still a little... dating the uncle. No, I'm not dating the uncle. He did. He did catch me when I was coming out of the bathroom. He, I think the reason why he was so nice because I did have a right. nip slip. So maybe that's why he, he you know, was so sweet to me. What did she have? A what? I missed a, that. A nip slip. You know, nip slip, free the nipple movement. You know oh, what? Uh, okay, nipples okay. are nipples, but he yeah, so maybe that was why he was so sweet. Well, but at least, uh, yeah, no, I never talked to that guy ever again. Oh, why don't my you think gosh. you could have gone out with the uncle? Why don't you oh, think the uncle? God, that's funny. Well, um, he was a he had one of those, what do you call it? The little air, the oxygen things in his nose. So I knew uh, that oh, no. if, I would, if I would date him, it wouldn't be for long. You might kill him. Yeah. Oh my god. That's uh, <laughs> that's funny. Funny. that story. That's a pretty good uh, thing from hell, isn't it? The worst. Yeah, <laughs> she ended up in yeah. somebody else's house. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. So, so yeah. I have a question about when women make that first move. How do those dates end up going? Are those dates? Do they actually end up scoring a date with you, sexy men? With me, yes. Okay, what about Storian Giovanni? When a woman hits on you and she's like, hey, what's up, sexy? And she says her line and it works. How does that end up going when she ends up taking the bull by the horns? And I mean, again, I think it it really just ends. uh, It's a matter of chemistry. I mean, yeah, body parts can always work well, but, you know, that's not what it's always about, at least for me. I've, I've been asked out and sometimes they lead to far more. And there are other times where... It's pretty clear. I'm a very, very good read on a date, whether, you know, whether it's going to go somewhere or not. You know, I, I know a lot of guys think they're God's gift to women. I know I'm not. So I can I always I always uh, realize there's the possibility it'll go somewhere. There's a possibility it won't. And I'm fine with either way. It really doesn't matter to me. As long as there's at least some kind of interesting conversation, a good meal, and we can both part ways and say, all right, I learned something from that or, or whatever, I'm good with it. You know, I don't walk away feeling either de- dejected or that uh, I add a notch to my belt. It really, it, it's really contingent on each individual person. What about you, Story? How's your track record been with women that hit on you that make the first move? I feel like most of my relationship stuff have been that. They're a lot more in between because I, you know, I, I'm just the type that I actually like aren't usually the ones that are hitting on me. But 
I feel like at some level, a girl has to be able to have that give. I mean, either way, she's in order to say yes, in order to say whatever, I mean, she has to make some type of move and change things from just being up in the air. Uh, like even just like, I love recently how I've adapted. Now I have my own cards because that way, if I do ha want to randomly flirt with someone while I'm at or out or something, if I see someone that's hot, I could say something and instead of have them have the pressure of saying something right then. I haven't had too many responses yet, but I feel better knowing I can like, I can be like, Hey, you're really pretty. And be like, if you want to follow me or something, I can give them my card. Then that, mm. that gives that that's in their court. Then maybe they'll say nothing, but I know, Hey, at least I left them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. now. So if something's right, it'll work. If not, you know, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. need to push it, but it's, right. I think that's what more it is trying to figure out yourself for where you could set your standards or what you could do. So you feel good about it. Cause now that makes me feel better rather than not know what I could have said after I said this, they seem to reciprocate and seem to like what I say, you know, rather than be like a dork, that's going to mess it up right there. It's like, I can give the card, you know, and see if there actually is the interest there. Um, and I it, had a friend who used to use cards to try to get laid. And how did that go for them? Um, it actually went re very well because on the card he had uh, that he was a masseuse. Oh, so he would say hello, how one. are you? And he would just say, "Hey, I I'll give you a massage sometime." You know, here's my card. You know, in a club, like nobody think about a damn massage. So come on, right. you can put two and two together. Right. So, <laughs> so story. What do you put on the card? You put your name, phone number, social media. Um, yeah, your... personally, I feel like everything I'm about to be growing into, um, do and starting doing production and entertainment and music and all that just kind of would be incorporated under my brand. So I just kind of have a basic idea, just the story it says just on my card. Um, and then just says dreamers building and inspiring other dreamers. Um, you too can be part of the story, help us enable each other. Um, just kind of real basic, just kind of my name, just, I, I, I had done construction for a lot of my life, but I was moving out of that. So I was trying to, I got some flyers made for construction and I'm like, all right, I got to have something to incorporate where I'm going, not where I come am coming from. So I got my cards to be a little more vague, but it has my information and at least, you know, it, it puts, it's something. So. What about you, Giovanni? Do you use business cards to, you know, give your number to yes, hit on a lady? Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to show you my business card right here. It here's you my business dating. card. It it's a one hundred dollar <laughs> bill, and it works every single solitary time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that's like she, she ain't no gold digger. She just took a, a Benjamin from you right off the bat. Nice saying she's a gold digger. Yeah, you just like tuck it right in her bra, right? You know. There you go. And like, I say my name funny. is Ben. My name is Benjamin Franklin, and uh, just call me anytime. Hey. Yeah, it, 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 it never fails. I used huh? to use my actual business card. Uh, you know, if I uh, you know met you know, met a woman in a club or something like that, and I would say, uh, and then she was in the business world. I would exchange, and you know, we we're gonna go out on a date or something like that, or hey, let's get together for dinner. I would exchange business cards. And the reason that I did that, and I might have mentioned this on, in, in the past, is now I have her name. She has my name, too. Right. And, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with doing this. I would sit down on the computer and Google her name and try to do research on her. You know, again, I didn't have anything to hide. And, you know, I've Googled myself and try to find, you know, research on myself. And 
The only thing you would find is probably my name yourself. What's that? I totally Google myself. Stop Googling yourself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We're we're doing an interview. Well, I Google so myself. I, I do because I want to know what people are going shit they're going to find about me. Right. So I, was just, I was trying to do yeah, a double entendre. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody should do I don't see anything wrong with that. I think the only thing the woman's going to find about me is my father's obituary with my name in it. There's nothing on the internet that's bad about me. Yeah, so emails Google now. Yeah. Oh, I totally uh, Google my I, guy. I, totally. I highly encourage that. I, you know, yeah. I had a woman one time say she tried to find stuff on the internet about me, and I said, good, what'd you find? She goes, nothing. So there you go, you know. But that I'm don't mean there's nothing. That don't. I mean, some people even do background checks before they go on. Well, that's what I was going to bring. Yeah, that was the next thing it. I was going to bring up. Have yeah. you ever done a background check on somebody that you were dating? I'm too I cheap. have. <laughs> too cheap. Nah. Yeah, I use my very gland. Nah, I did it. I was with, I was with a you know, dating a woman for a couple months and. Shit, I, I I did it. I you know I mean I don't think it would have cost like fifty nine bucks or something like that. And you get a report, and uh, you know yeah. So if you're getting if you're getting intimate with somebody, you're gonna want to know if they're in bankruptcy. You want to know if they've been arrested. You want to know a lot of things that they're lying about anything that they're you know that they that, that they're not you know if they're lying and you don't know about it. And, you know I found out this woman was was you know had some liens against her and some issues and stuff like that. And she was also lying about. How many times she had been married too? She, she told me she'd been married once, but she'd been married twice. You know, well, the first one don't count, right? No. Bullshit, it counts. It <laughs> it's counts. a practice marriage. It's like the first baby. It's the first pancake. Yeah. I mean, don't I, count. I mean, would you do? I've done it. I don't know. Has anybody else done something like that? I don't see anything wrong with it. I should have did in hell. I would have never ended up in that damn house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, yeah, we just exactly. went a full STD panel, oh COVID yeah, test. Hilarious. Let's get you know, let's you, stick you, something you, up their nose. Rapid wanna, COVID test. Let's just do it all, right? I mean, do you want to be dating somebody who has an arrest record? Do you want right. to be dating somebody that's in bankruptcy? I got a story. Guys, I fell in love with an ex-convict. And he well. told me... So he found me on Facebook and he was supposedly like the fan or whatever of my work. And I totally fell for that because who doesn't want to have a fan? And I, he gave me the Jesus card that he loved Jesus and, you know, totally spiritual. He told me he liked Elevation Church and Hillsong. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of an ex-Christian. I'm not sure if I, you know, believe that Jesus is the only way, but I love people that are spiritual. So cool. Same page. And he goes, yeah, because Jesus forgave me for uh, my issue with cocaine. He says he used to put it into liquid form and he had some deal with Mexico and he got busted, but Jesus had forgiven him and transformed his life. And I'm a believer in grace and second chances. And I thought, you know, who am I to put his past on him? And I hadn't met him given he found me on Facebook, red flag. Mm. And and to be honest, I I thought that I was special, that he saw my picture, that he thought I was his soulmate and he came to Christ. And maybe I was ready to go back to Christ too. We prayed together. And I said, I want to meet you. And he goes, yeah, yeah. You never, you're ready, you know, but I'm, I still can't leave the state because I'm still doing my time. I'm on probation. Uh, so you'll have to come here. So I, I'm like, I want to surprise him. So I get on the computer and I get a ticket and I call him and I surprise him. Guess what? I'm going to meet you finally, baby. He goes, Oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? He goes, no, mm, not a good time. I, I just, I love you, Noel, but I just, I think we need to wait to meet because I love you that much. I just oh want to get shit together, baby. And it's just, I just, 
I'm just not ready for marriage yet. I'm thinking, oh, he wants to marry me. Okay. You're right. You know, we haven't met. I'm sorry. He goes, just get it. Just get, you know, a refund on that ticket and give it a few months, maybe May. And I'm, I'm an idiot because I think I'm in love with this guy because I'm just I'm so lovely. And so I second time I, I changed the date and he'd agreed on the date. And this is days before I'm supposed to fly out to meet this dude. And, and he ghosts me. He won't respond to a text, nothing. And I'm heartbroken okay? because I think this guy came to Jesus and he met me and he met his future wife. I mean, he was fit and beautiful and he wouldn't respond. And so then I finally texted, hey, um, I'm going to go ahead and call Delta and cancel. I'm crying as I'm doing this. I think I'm going to call Delta and just get a credit. And he goes, good idea because I'm fucking somebody else. Wow. Yeah, see, first of all, I would have never been buying a ticket. He would have been buying the fucking ticket. Oh, it was so stupid, but I (laughs) thought I was special because he had come to Jesus and he was bringing me back to the faith. And I called my parents. I think I love Jesus. I think I'm coming back to church. And they're like, hallelujah. God God has brought him back into your life. And, and And I was so, and then after that, I'm thinking, now do I? Is my, did I renew my faith through this convict who was trying to, was he trying to rip me off? Oh my gosh. Maybe he was just looking for somebody that had money and, and I didn't have the money and, and it just crumbled. That was and Jesus was, girl. Oh man. I was like, okay, Jesus. Cause you could have got cold. there and he could have yeah. killed you or anything girl. Well, and oh my gosh, I have no idea, but I, this happens all the time. I have girlfriends mm-hmm. that have some a guy on Facebook go, wow, I don't know how we ended up being friends, but you sure are beautiful. Like it's some offhanded thing. And then they start to do this daily conversation. Hey, beautiful. How was your day? And they look at your pictures and way, way back in the day, I was a part of a, a church and, and I had a, a, a Spanish song and I think he picked up on, this was like back a long time ago, but he picked up on that. So they do your, their research on you. So that's something to watch. If you're putting a business card and it has any of your social media, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever, they could use that to kind of charm your socks off. Risha, do you do the business card thing? Girl, no. I don't have time for that. I mean, I have business cards for my actual business. But to pick up somebody, nah, it's not that deep. Okay, interesting. What about uh, the guys that give the business cards without giving the business cards? What I mean by that is at the gym, um, I go sexy to the gym. I'll admit that. But I go to my gym bag and there's... I pick up my gym bag and there's like business cards falling out, like where the water bottles go. And I don't, uh, and what world would that work? I don't know who these men are. There's been no introduction. Is he that guy that talked to me back over by the treadmill? I just, there needs to be some sort of rapport, right? Before you give that card, there's got to be something. And whether it's a business deal or a date, has doesn't have to be a moment. Am, am I just a romantic? You know, where your eyes lock and it's like, hi. Ah. I just, maybe I'm just romantic. I think it's the same with all of this. Um, I, I think it pretty much goes the same with having these, rep- like doing the research and having to actually look someone up. It's like, are you really looking for uh, situations happen to everybody? I don't want to be with someone based off the situations they've been through. If they've been given the better set of situations, I want to look for how someone goes through situations, how, uh, you know, if my soul, if, if my just seems to ignite when I'm around them, if I see like they're, they're trying to model their soul after the same thing I am, even if we keep messing up, that we can keep picking each other up along that path. And I think that's what it's more about. 
But. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the bottom line, guys, is that life is messy. And I think we want to go into these dating relationships with our best foot forward like you would a job. You know, if I go into work, they don't get to know if my kid was sick. They don't get to know if I had an issue with my car. I got a ride. I got there on time. They don't need to know my business. Okay. That's why they say don't shit where you eat. Keep this separate. But also, if you're dating somebody, what point do you start showing those true colors and, and talking about stuff like finances, I think, should be pushed back as you know, late as possible. But at what point do you take off that mask? Because I think that's kind of scary to wake up with somebody and have them eventually like, oh, guess what? This is who I really am. That's why people are so terrified of dating. That's why men say, oh, I don't, I don't do relationships. I'm emo- I've had guys say, I'm emotionally unavailable. I'm thinking, wow, you even admit that. What is the deal with women all feeling that all, all men are emotionally unavailable? Why are women jumping to that conclusion? Is that just us? Or they're men not. really emotionally available? Because that's every, guy, that's every guy you've been out with. That's what they're like. You know? yeah. And it's all about things are crazy. Like, You're assuming something. You know what they say when you assume? You know where the word assume comes from? You know that, Noel, don't you? Makes an ass out of you and me. There you go, Giovanni. <laughs> he knows that. You know? Wow. You're here never no, heard I've never heard that. Mm. But Interesting. Like, I don't know about these mask culture either because I used to wear a mask, uh, but I'm at a point now where even if I'm going out to social environments where I would like to actually take dates and such, it is uh, like those social environments are where I'm doing a lot of my building, where I am doing social. That's where um, even as uh, Raisha said, uh, I, my card, like it's not like just for dating. When I hand it out, it's because I am networking and because I saw something. Mm-hmm. If I saw beauty in them, it wasn't just their appearance. It was something about their soul, something about whatever, where if they don't want to date, it's like if they just want to follow or be part of what I'm doing work wise, it's like I would still like to find people to do that. Cause I, if I in dating, I'd like mm-hmm. to find someone that could join well with those parts of my life as well. So that's why I'm trying mm-hmm. to find someone that's gonna see what I'm doing with my life and wanna be part of that, not not put a mask up and try to show just the best foot. It's like I'm at a point where yeah. I'm just showing me now. It's I'm not worried about mm-hmm. the best foot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I work yeah. as Giovanni said earlier. I I think the two partners should both be working to be the best partner. You know, it's mm-hmm. not not worry about the partner being the best, but just work on being the best. You know, I read in a book, it was a dating relationship book, and it said the question that couples don't ask, and this is the reason why they fail, is because they don't ask this question. What do you need? What can I give you right now that would make you okay? I mean, I've even heard, like, to, to put over the top, I'm going to, this is what we're doing in the show. Baby, do we need to go bang this out in the bedroom and just go forget about your day? Or do we need to sit down and talk? Do you want to replay your day? What would you guys think if you walk in your home, you've had a shit ass day, and your partner's there, and she says, What do you need? Would that just knock your socks off? Or because emotional available man would be like, uh, I got this shit. Like, I'll get back to you when I got it all figured out. But the man that's really invested in this dating experience or this marriage or whatever relationship is would like that, right? Well, in defense of a man who says he's emotionally unavailable, I don't necessarily think it's untrue, but I also don't think it's the truth. Because we're again, as men, I'm a 53 year old man. I don't. Mark is not much older than I am. Story, I don't know your age, Um, but we've been told, and yes, it is somewhat cultural, but it's also somewhat biological. Men are constantly told, "Suck it up, 
constantly told to deal with on your own, stop bitching, stop moaning, stop complaining. And then is, but then we're also told at the same time, be emotional, be vulnerable. But then as soon as you are, you're made fun of it. I, from my personal experience, I, I was married. I was raised by only women. I have two daughters. Every pet I've ever had was a female. I have nothing but female influences <laughs> in my life. But the few times I finally broke down as a human being, no one took me seriously. So you automatically, as a man, you put that back up. You know, it's like, why are you crying? Oh, it's all about you. Why are you making this all about you, right? So as a man, at least in my personal experience, I was being told whether directly or indirectly, you're being a little bitch. So men start to go, I don't want to be thought of as a bitch. Therefore, I'm going to act hard. So they overcompensate and then they don't let anything out and they don't let anybody in. So it's a constant perpetuation of a stereotype, which unfortunately is somewhat culturally inculcated as well as biologically wired. So it's a very tough situation to be in. So me and my girlfriends had a same conversation, kind of like what you just said, um, but it wasn't based on like just fully men in general, but you can still use it towards them. So I get what you're saying. Like we were saying that being you guys are, have so much pressure from, again, back in tradition, how a man is supposed to be. Now, with the way that everything is evolving and changing us as women, we have to give you guys the chance to be emotional, be vulnerable, and then not be able to like lash at you and judge you for that because you're still a human being. You may be the male form, but you're still a human being. So we still have to be able to give you that space to still be, you know, who you are. And then we as women have to be receptive because guess what? The flip side to that is, we as women are very emotional and we are very, you know, uh, in tune with our feelings. So when we want to be stern, we want a man to be like, okay, I take you serious, baby. You, you doing right. Damn. That's my motherfucking girl right there. You know, she, she getting to the, you know, whatever she needs to get done. Like, because I, I look up to you for that because you taking that role. Like, didn't you say earlier gender roles? Like in a relationship, um, it shouldn't be so much emphasis on who is this and who is that. We know the man is the man and the woman is the woman. But when it comes to certain situations and when it comes to feelings, you have to be able to be transparent in that whole realm. That what makes the relationship much better. I would love for my man to come home and, you know, I said, what's wrong, baby? And he'd be like, well, I need this. Da, 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 da. And I'd be like, you know what? OK, we're going to figure out how we're going to get this and we're going to do this. You you be as emotional as you want to. I still love you because guess what? When we get in this bedroom, you're going to be back that masculine horse that you always are. And we're going to get it on. And it's going to be nothing else said about it. I want you to be as emotional as you want to show me you, because that's why a lot of men get divorced because the women don't let them be them or vice versa. The men don't let the women be them. Like it's, it's, it's transparency here. Yeah. I think at the bottom Absolutely. line is, is it safe or not? Giovanni, do you think men don't feel safe to give that? Cause you know, like story, you and I are on the same page and we talk about energies and you know, there's masculine feminine energy, but it's a straight up lie that women are just feminine energy and men are just masculine energy. We embody both mm -hmm. and a relationship that has balance. I think it's one of those things where one person is strong and the other one is weak. And hopefully, I mean, 
God forbid you have a bad day on the same day, but you guys still balance each other with that masculine feminine energy because it's a safe place. And I'm not sure, I'm not convinced that dating, emotionally speaking, with my heart is dating safe for me. I'm talking mental health. Am I going to go crazy because I'm not sure if this man I'm investing time with is emotionally available? Dating's never and, safe. That's why you make it worth it. Oh, Giovanni, I interrupted. You were going to say something. Oh no, God, no! I, I I was just saying absolutely to Risha. She has yeah. a very. She sounds like she has an extremely healthy POV on, you know, not just gender roles, mm -hmm. but human uh, the human roles. I think yeah. again. Here's another thing. I'm sorry, my last interjection because I think I interrupted story is I think what also happens is a lot of people are incapable of handling the other person's vulnerability. So that's also a play. If you're incapable of handling somebody else's, whether strength or even weaknesses, there's going to be a problem as well. So that's another reason why people put up walls. And that's really what we're always, that's why we have bad dates or why we create the show. You know, mm -hmm. it's always a matter of, how do we minimize and mitigate the circumstances which are going to create the circumstance by which we are in? Uh, and it just continues to, it, it continuously goes back like, you know, becoming the best person you can be, but also accepting the other person for who they are, which is also a second tier. Uh, 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 and it is a learned, it's a learned ability to how to accept another person for who they are. Uh, a lot of people just plain simply can't do that. Well, I think it comes down to is if you are vulnerable at some point, like just going on a date in general, there's an opportunity for rejection, right? There's an opportunity for them to like you more than you like them or vice versa. This is just what dating is. Okay. So uh, I think what happens is when I think I kind of call it like the vulnerable, the vulnerable overshare part of the relationship where you start to take off that mask and be a little bit more of, oh, so you're a single mom. How does that go? How often do you have the kids? Oh, we're talking about my kids now. How old are they? Okay, well, this is a huge part of me, but I need to sh I need to put this on the table, you know, but here's where I think women all we all talk, you know, we have our locker room talk too, and here's here's what we always ask each other is after you've been vulnerable, whether it's sexually or emotionally, is it still safe? And and if you get emotional, what I've heard men say is, "Oh shit, we fucked and now she's going batshit crazy. And all what happened is she emotionally had a moment where she cried or said, hey, I'm feeling this or feeling that. Um, what, what are women supposed to do? Just act like bros and act like we have no emotions to keep you guys in the, you know, that comfort level. Mark, I mean, that woman that left. How did you cry. end it when she, no, she, no, she cried? cried. <laughs> okay, so she cried and then she left. I mean, could have you put your arm on her and said, Hey girl, you're fantastic. Like, what do you do in that situation? Can you fix it? Right. Or is that just, this is her stuff. Right. I was, I was kind of young back in those days. So I just kind of like, you know, okay. When she said, Jesus was watching, I said, you know, Jesus, Jesus might be proud of us. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She, that's, that's I, tough. I, I might go out with her one more time. I, I, I can visualize her right now. She was a little strange, you know, and you know, strangeness, <laughs> Turn me off. You know, you, know, you say you've said many times on this show, Mark, that you like aggressive women. What right. do you mean by that? I just like aggressive women that are, you know, you mean like aggressive in, in the bedroom, like she's spanking you, yeah, or like what are you talking to? Aggressive, like aggressive, physically aggressive, <laughs> physically, <laughs> mentally, socially, business wise. I used to, you know, 
Um, again, it didn't bother me if, uh, you know, I went out with a woman and she was making oodles of more, more money than me. You know, I, I didn't care. I, I happened to like that. And I, I was always attracted to business type women. I, I kind of wasn't attracted to women that were like elementary school teachers. Why? Because you think had, they're going to be docile in the bedroom? Like what's no, the reason? Just, you know, I was in the business world, you know, and, 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 you know, uh, that that's saying that opposites attract it's not true people that are like you are you're attracted to people that are similar to you yeah. and if you're in the business world and you're being business women all the time that's what i that's what i used to like you know uh, i i just you know uh, the type of job that a woman had was also important to me too you know and but you know my mother says you know it's it's just as easy to fall in love with a rich girl as is a poor girl you know but true. You know, there are just certain things that I used to like and certain types of women that I used to like. And I knew that I would, you know, they were the ones that I used to, I would get along with. And I used to like, you know, aggressive women. You know, maybe because sometimes I got tired of being the aggressor and I felt, let me sit back, you know. And that's what, you know, back in the late 90s is when all these dating things started coming on. You know, there was like, there was Match.com was a, I don't know if anybody even uses that anymore, but there was one called Love at AOL. And I used to like it when women would write to me and say, I liked your profile. No, let's, let's write to each other and stuff like that. So it took away the aggression from me, and they were aggressive towards me, and I happened to like that. I, you know, See, I, is, is, is aggressive the right word? Because I, I don't know when I, when I hear assertive. aggressive. Assertive. 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 Yeah. Assertive. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I like I that, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I remember getting, like, uh, you know, being online on match.com and a woman would write to me and she would say, hi, hi, that's it. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. You know, yeah. I write, I write back. Hi. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You're one of those. It's like, the endless texting that goes on in those dating apps. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't need a, I don't need a fucking that. pen pal. Like no, let's first see, let's eventually, you know, let's exchange numbers. And, and this is where guys are going, what the fuck do I do? Because I don't want to be asked out in the second text. Uh, uh, is there a connection? And I've said, I like to get to know you. Hey, what do you do for a living? And I had a guy say, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, oh, God, you live with your mom. Come on. Like, what What do you mean? You What do you sell? Like, and he, I, I sell I sell uh, merchandise. I'm like, oh, my God. We're getting nowhere. Honestly, that's a good reply, honestly, because I would rather a guy say he's an entrepreneur than a guy that says he works at McDonald's. Because honestly, <laughs> entrepreneur, that still leaves, it, it leaves a little mystery to what he maybe is doing. And at the end of the day, it means he got some damn money. Oh, see, I'm He's so sick of the mystery, me. man. The mystery thing. I mean, come on. Mystery sexy for like five <laughs> minutes. What do you fucking do for a living? I mean, just be yeah. real, you know? Yeah, uh, now he could have told you at least. Giovanni, do you like the assertive woman? I'm hearing a trend here that you guys all like this kind of confident... Alpha female yeah. is what it sounds like. Well, I think assertive, confident, a woman who doesn't take any crap. I can, I, me personally, I'm not into eye candy. I don't want to, I'll be, t I will take, I will be there for a woman, but I don't want to be her soul. Uh, I don't want to be a crutch. Exactly. Um, so for me, a woman who doesn't take any crap and is assertive, I think that's freaking awesome. I, I, a woman has her own opinions, doesn't have to agree with me on everything. Hell, doesn't even have to agree with me on anything. Um, 
loves to, you know, but doesn't also take herself too seriously. Like I said, the last time we were on, my literally my favorite, my my three favorite sounds in the whole world are a woman laughing, a baby giggling, and a kitten meowing. And I just, <laughs> there's just something, I don't know, for me, it's just something Na- just so freeing about those things, and it tells me you're con- you 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 believe in yourself. Um, so it, I don't know if I'm actually answering the question, but I think a woman who uh, is assertive, doesn't take herself too seriously, goes with the flow. I think that's freaking awesome. Interesting. You know, We're the I same would- way though, uh, Noel. You got to admit because at the end of the day, we like a man who's assertive. We like the man who knows what he wants and we like the man who can give us that little spark that says, you know what? It makes me better. It makes me want to do more. What does he do? What can he help me with? How can I help him? You know, you want to have that equal. um, It doesn't even have to be equal. Like Giovanni said, like, but as long as you know what you want, like that just shows me that you know how to make decisions. Um, You can hold conversations you can, it, it really says a lot. I don't want a guy who just lets me do whatever, you know what I'm saying? But at least, you know, he knows, okay, well, she gets the job done. She does what she's supposed to do. And at the same time, he does that as well. You don't want to have a crutch and you don't want to be walking on somebody that's a crutch. But that's here's the thing. Like I, I'll say the, be the first to admit, I don't chase men men chase me. And if I have to go chasing his ass, to figure out what happened, then he ain't worth it. There comes a point, there's a point where if we're in a relationship and we've, you know, men value what they work hard on, whether it's a craft, whether they're, you know, working hard on business, whatever they've poured their time into their energy. I feel like men find their time and their energy highly valuable. Mm -hmm. So if he's invested time and energy getting to know me and it's been months, then it's worth saying, Hey, I think there's miscommunication here, but I'm still not chasing. And, and that's where I I hear men want to be chased. And that's just so against my nature. I'm not against women that do that, but I wonder if I, you know, they say the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again expecting a different result result, right so does that mean that us women need to really take on this you know gender fluidity thing that's going on now yeah put Uh, your big girl pants on yeah put your big girl panties (laughs) on and be like boy uh your girl has a downfall for us we don't you know okay with the booty call you know like is it a booty call if we're dating and it's been months you know, we've already slept together. We know what each other look like naked. Heck, we've showered together. But for me to say, baby, you just got to get over here right now. I wouldn't do that because I still feel like I'm chasing. Now, what do you guys think? The booty call, the chasing, are women supposed to be after a certain point or right off the bat? You want us like sexually empowered, assertive women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, when you say chasing... I'm sorry. When you say chasing, do you mean in every aspect of the relationship? Because if, at some point, I think a relationship has to be balanced. Yeah. Now, if you're talking about at the beginning of the relationship, I will agree with you. I don't need to be chased. I'm very secure in myself as a human being. I don't actually need anyone or anything, but it is nice to have that companionship. Hello. Having said that, if the man only is to do everything in regards and again i'm just trying to clarify what you're saying if the man has to make the if the man has to make the every plan if the man has to always make the first move is that what you mean by chasing yes i mean you make everything so first move meaning what we're doing for the date uh initiating sex all these things i'm hearing men want women to initiate sex men want women to plan the dates every now and then every now and then women need to pick up the tab we should 
We so should. Everything you just named, we literally should be doing the same thing. But when? At what point? That's where we. That's where we gotta do away with expectations. Period. We have so much yep. expectations Ugh. to uh, do with the relationship. We gotta there feel are the moment. Expectations. Because, Why are well, you there's moments, if there's no expectations? There, it, there's expectations change based off the moment. So you have to look mm -hmm. at the situation and be present in the moment to really see what that truth is. I had someone call me the other day, which is someone that is I'm close to, which is allowed to call me anytime. But so I'll always answer because it's someone I care about. But then they were on the phone and guess they were expecting because I'm that person that they could just call anytime and just sit there. They didn't say a single thing. They're just sitting there. And I'm like, all right. Hello. <laughs> They're like wondering what to do. I'm like, all right, your first, the first status is you would call someone. Then you see what state things are in You mm -hmm. You say something, say, hi, what are you doing? Are you busy? Something. It's like, yes, you're allowed to call. Let me know if there's an emergency, but if you call me, state what you're calling, but you got to look at the situation at the moment, even at, in any, in anything, even in relationship. We can't have too much expectation to what a relationship is. We've got to be willing to adapt. That's what the expectation. That's why it's scary because we have to do something new in order to make steps forward. Change that's so sensitive, good. though. Uh, what, Risha? Okay, expectation. I've heard that so many times with men. Yeah, girl, like, you just have high expectations. You just need to lower expectations. I'm like, then why the fuck are we dating? There's got to be some expectations. Let's on get on the same. Now, never, never lower your expectations because again, mm -hmm. we're working on self here. So at the end of the day, if you know what you bring to the table, why should you dumb me down for somebody who's not bringing the same thing? Okay, True. we got that out the way. Secondly, yes. at the end of the day, we have to get, like you said, out of this thing where, because if we want men to understand gender roles, then we have to get out of this thing that thinking that we have to let them do and initiate everything. Honestly, if I come home from work and he laying in the bed, I'm just saying, I'm hopping on top if I want it. <laughs> if, you don't want it if you don't want it, we still finna get it because at the end of the day, I <laughs> want it. And most <laughs> men, the reason why they leave certain women and go to other women is because they want to feel wanted. Even if they have mm -hmm. to pay another bitch, yeah. they will yeah. still go to her because she yeah. is giving that it's attention true. to him. It's it's true. True. And, and, it's like, it's not, it, but. and it's not so bad that we do that because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't want to be in a relationship and then like the whole time he's always just aggressive to me, aggressive to me. And I can't, you know, do what I want to do sometimes. No, he has to be open enough to let me, you know, say, okay, I'm going to take the reins tonight Absolutely. or today or in whatever the situation may be, whether it's paying for the bill. Like, I want to be able to say, oh, no, babe, put your car back up. I got you, boo. It ain't nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You finna spend that money back on me anyway. But I'll, yeah. I'll pay for it tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's no big yeah. deal. Like, we yeah. still have to be assertive. And that's why a lot of women lose out on these men because mm -hmm. they be searching for the girl who gonna just come home with the lingerie. I heard a guy, he told me, I divorced my wife solely because when I used to buy her lingerie, she would never put it on oh, for me. Oh, God. I've heard I've heard that guys like it when we strut. Not only do you put that on, well, whether it's a teeny, if it's an, a fucking eye patch, you put that thing yeah. on. If you, you want to get your man it. back, get, yeah. get up in the I morning mean, time. I don't care if you've had babies. He if wants you want to get your it, man yeah. back, get up in the morning time, naked, go fix your hair, a little messy light, you know, not too much. If you feel like you need a little makeup, go put your little eyeshadow on real quick. Go in the kitchen and start cooking butt booty ass naked and say, babe, I need help. He gonna come in there and see all that ass bending over in that oven. Please believe me. You're gonna be fucking on the counter before you know it. Exactly. Everything that, everything it, that happened that night before, know, if y'all were arguing, yeah. if you was even thinking about leaving your ass, yeah. you gonna do it today. Yeah, fucking fix like, it. If a yeah. woman does that, 
I will like I will understand her not making the first move because that is a move. All right, you made a move. Now it's expect me to initiate sex. But there's situations where you'll be dating, you'll be doing everything, then you get back to the house, and the woman's expecting you to make the first move. Sex, where it's like, all right, you've made all these first moves. Now it's mm-hmm. like you want to. You, you might do something like uh, Raisha was saying. You might look really like, be laying down, look really sexy on a bed or something. Oh. At that point, it's like if the girl wants it, they're gonna come do. If they're not, it's like. I'm not going to try to push something they don't want. Obviously, I'm putting myself out there and they're not putting themselves back out there. Right. Do men do men say no though? Like what if is there a scenario where oh her ass I, is in a I, booty I, ass thong looking fine oh. and he's he's still well he's still I'm still angry. I still have a headache. Oh, is she going to get rejected? No, it's oh my god. If any man ever does that, <laughs> he needs a good whipping, man. Any guy who says no, he needs a good he needs a good beating. Okay, so, sex, but Risha, what if you're using sex to fix it? I mean, I mean, I first of all, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be using sex to fix it because it's always going to be deeper than sex. You should mm-hmm. be using sex to fix anything. I'm just saying, if you want to keep, if you don't want him to stray off, then you should be doing these things already because, again, I have had so many people that I've known that they got divorced because the other person wasn't doing what they were supposed to do. And mm-hmm. I'm just listening. I'm just talking on the side of the women for right now. Cause mm-hmm. I do have guys that I talk to about this, but I'm just talking on the women's side. Like when I'm doing hair and shit, they're like, Oh mm-hmm. girl, I'm going to leave his ass. And I'm like, well, why? Well, so, cause at first they'll be like, Oh, he bought me this. He did this. He did this. All the, all the pros. Then here come the cons. Well, okay, he doesn't do this. He didn't eat me out last night. Uh, I wanted to do this, and he didn't want to let me do it. And da da da. Like it's always because of something that you're not doing. So if the other mm-hmm. partner, especially if the partner has expressed like, "Hey, you're not sucking my dick enough." Okay, babe. Well, guess what? I'm gonna go buy some honey. And I'm going to make sure it tastes really good. And I'm going to go to town tonight. (laughs) And that's just what it is. Because if I know my man telling me that I'm not sucking his dick right, guess what? If he go find another bitch, she going to suck it good. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? That that might be the night that he start contemplating on divorce papers. So if you don't want that shit to happen, you need to be doing whatever it is that you need to do to keep your man by any means necessary. Because at the end of the day, you got to realize you're not the only fish in the sea out mm-hmm. here. You're yeah. just the one that yeah. got caught. And vice versa. But that brings me back to my question mm-hmm. is he walks in the door and and I, this would just make my day. If I walked in the door and I have that look on my face, what do you need right now? And when I look at him like that, I'm, I'm looking like, what do you need right now? And that means anything's on the table. And then he feels safe. He doesn't have to talk. He's like, you know what? I just don't want to talk. I just want to eat. My, I had a shitty ass day. I didn't even get lunch. Okay, let's eat. And then we're sitting there. Does he need to be? He doesn't want to be pummeled with questions. He just want them. Let the man eat, right? If I've had a hard day, same thing. But what we're talking about his needs. So I think if we go back to why do people date if it's so damn hard? I think there you have it, right there. We date because we don't want to do this thing alone. Life is hard. And there is some excitement in in the dating. It's, as hard as it is, how exhilarating is it to actually find somebody that is sexually and mentally compatible with you? That's rare. So it's like the hunt is on and you just want to find that person. And when you do, those love hormones are so awesome. And to find somebody that's looking for the same thing is an incredible rarity. 
but people don't hang on to it because there's, you know, there's so many people coming on to them on on Instagram and, and who knows if they still have their dating app going on. So these conversations are not being had because these, this dating thing seems risky. That's a personal thing though, because everybody thinks different. So like, if I know I'm looking for someone and I don't care, I'm going to tell you like this. I don't care who it is, when it is, whenever you know, when you meet that one person, you know. Yeah. So if I know that you're not that person, then I'm just playing the water. You know, I'm just waiting in the water, just Mm -hmm. seeing what's going to happen and, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever happens, happens. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know that one person. So you'll Mm -hmm. take it seriously for that person because I tell my friends this all the time. They're like, oh, well, why does he like me for this? And why does he love me for this? A man, and y'all can second this, a man, when he wants what he wants, he's going to get it. And he's going to do whatever it takes to keep it. And he'll work for it. If you are whatever, if you are what that man wants, nothing on this earth is going to keep him from getting Mm -hmm. to you. Look at all these serial killers that be killing motherfuckers. So mm-hmm. that just tell you right there, like <laughs> you know, what I'm saying uh, when a man wants you, he's gonna get you. But yeah. now it's yeah. us, it's up to us yeah. females. Yeah. It's up to us females to like if uh, if we know that we want him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That goes back to what we were just talking about. If we know that we want him and we want mm-hmm. him in our life, you gonna do whatever it takes to keep him mm-hmm. in your life. Not not yeah. crazy stuff like you know mm-hmm. you do have people that are just obsessed. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about a normal human being who has mm-hmm. good brain cells mm-hmm. that are able to, you know, do whatever they need to do. Yeah. You got to be able to be yeah. there for that person. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, when somebody wants you. Yeah. You know, a, a good friend of mine, she said, no, I want you to write down a list of the men that you've gone out with. And I want you to write down everything that you liked, you know, so like that criminal. Yeah, he was a total asshole. But you know what? He he did listen to me. We did talk for hours, not just about spirituality, but we talked about life stuff. Maybe he was just totally lying to me. But I thought, you know, I want a man that I spiritually connect with. And he was really fit. I, I liked I was attracted to him. Right. So, OK, he was a liar, but there was that. And the next guy was only <laughs> spiritual, but I wasn't attracted to him at all. He was just. He, he had bad like breath that, and he stunk, like so, but he, but he was spiritual and I liked that. The next <laughs> guy was super successful and very career driven, but he was in balance. He didn't care about anything else but money. And so I put all that together. And I was like, okay, here are the things that I like. And then she said, okay, now this guy you're seeing now, would you say that he's, you know, 80, 90% of that? And I said, Yes. Well, then girl, fight for it is what she said. Hello. And, and I think nowadays we, we just tap out too quick. Yeah. I think I, 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 I just oh. want to interrupt. I, I got to go pretty soon. But um, uh, Risha said she has something that uh, we might like. What, what, oh, what is okay. The, yeah. 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 So um, I have a game and it's for dating. It's called Tonight Let's Talk. So if you ever need, it's like a conversation game. So when you're dating someone, this deck of cards has different questions on it. And you pretty much just, you know, ask each other the question to see if this person is for you. It's for if you're in a relationship already or if you're just dating to get to know a person. It says, tonight, let's talk the question deck that involves deep, stimulating and tantalizing (laughs) conversation. The date night experience through a Q&A Rather than you're looking to test compatibility of potential partner, strengthen the bond of an ex- existing relationship, or spice up game night tonight. Let's Talk is a fun and engaging way 
to spark conversation with the one you care about. Now, I want to play a couple of cards, but I want to tell you this. I ended up playing this game with this guy. And literally, before we met, we were like the perfect couple. I'm talking about mm -hmm. perfect. We played this fucking game. I realized he was not for me. Wow. Okay. Let's hear some cards. Okay. So I'll, get, I'll, I'll shuffle the deck. So the first card that I'm going to pull, it says, what was the last lie you told and what was the reason? Ooh. All right. Who's first? Mark, you got to go. So you got to go first. Let's hear your lies. The last lie I told and... Uh... What was the reason? Uh, I'm trying to think. Go go to somebody else and I'll, I'll come back to me. Let me think. Are you talking about for romantics or any reason? Any, 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 any lie? Anything. Because again, oh, we're, okay. we're testing your, who you are. I, I, got, I got mine. So right, go uh, I was seeing somebody and he had to go to work and he left me at his place because I still had to shower. He had to go in early and I snooped. I looked through his shit and he asked me, did you look through my shit? And I went, nope. And I totally did. I went through his nightstand. I found some, some sex stuff. I found some porn. I was like, oh, this is what he likes. Um, uh, it was research, right? But I, I told him that I didn't find I, his porn or his uh, sexual stuff. So yeah, I snooped when he was gone. I, 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 I got it. I got one now. I actually lied yesterday to my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> what happened was... Uh, I, uh, there's a Chick-fil-A around the corner from me and I love Chick-fil-A. Uh, I'm addicted to those things, but she always says to me, you know, they're not good for you. So she asked me, I said, I went to Chick-fil-A and she said, what did you eat? I didn't say I had a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I said, I had the Chick-fil-A Cobb salad. Okay. Oh, <laughs> lied about your salad? I yeah, thought I really I, did that. It sounded more healthier, you know, so. Yeah, I uh, lie about my weight. Do you lie about yeah. your weight, Risha? I do. Girl, I mean, I don't lie to myself anymore. I used to, but I don't even <laughs> lie to myself no more. Only because I've been in a gym, like, for the past couple of months. And I've really been, uh, we, we go hiking every Sunday. So, like, you know, it's easy for me to, like, just look at myself. Because I see myself going down and I'm getting to where I want to be. So I used to lie to myself and be like, girl, you only like 180, but literally the scale is like 230, 240. Stop playing. Right, right. Well, men men can tell. What about you, Story? I mean, well, I don't really lie about my weight. In dating, period, it's like I feel like I've it, it's been more about learning myself for a lot of through a lot of it. Um, at least like that's how I, my takeaway from it, even it, when things have went bad. And then um, in benefit to what Raisha said, she said the guy will do anything. I feel like that's very true because mm -hmm. even me, it's like I'm out here in L.A. This is me working to be the best partner. I don't know who the girl is I'm being the best partner for. But technically everything I'm doing is for her, even if it's indirectly, because I do believe I have a partner. So I'm working towards that. Um for the generalists in the conversation, if you're asking for the exact question for last time I lied, I don't know. Okay, well, let's move on to this card. Oh, Giovanni didn't die. tell his lie. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, my lie, um, I actually was going to go out with this one for a second time, but I could tell she was only using me for food. And uh, so she, and she kept saying, oh, where are you going to take me? And then I... And I had lost my wallet when I drove from cross country two months ago. I lost my wallet. So it was kind of a half lie. So I was using that. I said, oh, I lost my wallet with my credit cards. I, um, so we can do something, but 
I don't have any money to do it, buy anything. I just wanted to see what her response oh, was. It was a test. It was, and I never heard from her again. So Ooh, I wow. didn't, it was Thanks. a lie, but guess what? It worked out in my favor. So I didn't have to waste any more money on this woman. And I knew exactly she, what she was there. So it was, uh, it was, yeah, it sucked to lie. And I felt guilty for doing it, but then I didn't feel so bad because I knew, you know what? This woman only wanted free meals. So yep. I, I didn't, yep. I didn't feel so bad. That's not so bad. I knew you're a good guy. All right, Risha, <laughs> let's hear another one. Let's, we have time for one more. Yeah, this is the last one. Okay. You and your significant other finish having sex. While you're washing up in the bathroom, you overhear them starting to masturbate. What would be your response? I'd go help. <laughs> I, I'd go back and obviously think to myself, I wasn't, I didn't fully satisfy her. I'm going to now work as hard as I can to fully satisfy her. That a boy. That a boy. <laughs> yep. All right. What about you, Story? I am totally with Giovanni on that. Uh, there might be a little insecure. I'd be like, you know what? Does she not want me to be part of it? But that's where the only one way to find out, right? It's like, you know, go in exactly. there, see, you know, what it, 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 and then if anything, maybe I have to ask her, it's like, Hey, you know, it's like, what, what, what are you, what trick are you doing? That's so special that I wasn't doing, you know, it's like, let me <laughs> add that to my technique, you know, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. I think I would be actually stoked. I, maybe that's my ego. Yeah. Wow. I'd be like, man, you, you're matching my sex drive. Yes. Round yes. two. Yes. 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 Because come on, you just, you got to reboot quick, man. I mean, yeah. round two before you go to well, bed, you better wake my ass up. So yeah, I'd be actually, all right. I wouldn't think that something went wrong. Maybe I could ask that later, but I would actually well, be stoked that he was no, already. No, because some people are, you know, like overly sexual. Some people are over, overly sexual. You know what I'm saying? Some people, they can, like, come and then they're, like, ready to go again. Like, yes. if I if yeah. I knew that my guy, he <laughs> j we both just came together and we just had a bomb-ass session. Okay, if I look down there or I hear him masturbating, obviously he's making the noises because he wants me to come on back. So I'm going to do what I need to do in the bathroom, get myself clean right back up because round two <laughs> is coming. And once okay. I enter the ring, <laughs> once I enter the ring, baby, it's going down. Right. Well, so are right. we into the context that this is after just one round then? Because I was thinking, you yeah. know, this was after you could have went, had your entire time, you know, you could have went six rounds till she's acting like it's over. You're, you're, and at that point, you know, you're cleaning up and then you hear it happen. It's like, you know, then I, that, I would feel a little bit like, you know, it's like, you know, nah, I, some people I thought, just you know, we've been. Well, I've told my girlfriends, Risha, uh, I have a girlfriend that fakes it with her boyfriend. He has no idea. Why, though? Every time I say, girl, that is not in your favor. Right, so, like, why? Yeah, because yeah, she doesn't want to hurt his feelings. So, and I'm saying, like, girl, this is, okay. a, this is such a freaking waste of your time uh, if you're going to complain about not being satisfied. And a question that I have asked uh, before to, to men and women uh, is a fun conversation. Is, have you ever been satisfied on a consistent level? I'm talking sexually. And most of my girlfriends say no. And they always say the guy is a hornball. Well, guess what, guys? You just got to find your match. Well, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up tonight's show. Risha, Story, Mark, Giovanni, thank you so much for joining us. That was so fun. We got a little, we got a little dirty tonight. So join us again. Uh, we're going to be back on air Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a beautiful evening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Next time.